1: The game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. You can watch us on the Simulcast Stadium, 32.3, 133 on LUS Fiber. The game hotline is 706-0111, 706-0111. Open phone lines for two hours, as always, on a Monday in football season, especially, um, you know, when everybody plays and – on this. I, I don't know what to call it. I'm gonna say despondent. I, I'm just so f- or fed up. I, I'm I'm just you know I've been fed up with the with the NFL lately we call them NASCAR on this uh on this show and, and yeah, was was I the only one that in about mid third quarter did anybody out there think you know what that fat radio talk show host was right again I mean that game had it was it's such an important game and they were playing it in week 2 in in preseason that was a preseason football game did anybody else have the thought you know what we got these two teams and it looks like neither one of them is really ready to play this game, which is kind of what I thought going in. And so middle of the third quarter, it's 3-3, three to three, and it's like, man, this game should be played about a month or two from now. Really. That, that, that's when this game of this significance should be played. But, no, we got it's NASCAR. We've got to have the Daytona 500 in, week, in September. It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. That's point number one. Point number two is I never realized until yesterday. You know, I mean, I'm not a QW. Most of you are QWs, not all of you, but most of you are QWs. You worship the quarterback position. You think every, but, but, but. So I'm not a QW. So I guess I'm naive. I'm naive, very naive, and I, I realized yesterday how powerful Jameis Winston is. I mean, Jameis Winston is so powerful that he handed the ball off to a running back and he f- and that guy fumbled at the 10-yard line, and Jameis did that. Jameis Winston is so powerful that he's on the sidelines. The other team is punting. The Saints had 12 men on the field, and so they get a first down that they didn't earn, and Jameis did that. That's how powerful Jameis Winston is. Jameis Winston is on the sideline watching the game. Tom Brady pulls his Tom brady and starts a brawl, which the Yucks started and finished. The only cheap shots in the entire game were take the entire brawl were taken by the Yucks. They get zero penalty for it. Zero. And Jameis did that. He was on the sideline, but he's so powerful that he caused the brawl. He made the officials – Completely botched the whole interpretation. They just completely botched it. Like, the NFL is such—it's just no justice. They have zero sense of fair play. They don't care about fair play. I've been arguing this for about 40 years. It's just obvious they don't care. They they don't—they have—it's not that it's low on their agenda— The NFL does not care about fair play. They just don't care about it. It's not on their agenda at all. It's not that it's low priority. It's not a priority at all. There is no justice in NFL rules. None. it's, It's not the fact that we're trying to treat both teams fairly is never part of the equation ever with the NFL. That was a complete, once again, miscarriage of justice. There was nothing fair about the about what happened and what the penalties were for that brawl. Nothing. But again, Jame, I learned yesterday, Jameis did all that. He's watching on the sideline. He caused all of that. Unbelievable. I didn't, I just didn't know how powerful he was. It was Jameis after all that malarkey. It was Jameis that got the NFL on a fourth, when it should have been fourth down and the Yucks should have been punting to call this out-of-the-blue roughing, illegal roughness or whatever you call it, on a play where nothing happened. He missed him. They call illegal roughness unnecessary roughness on a play where he missed him. But Jameis did that. I mean, I I just, I never. See, I'm not a QW. I, I just thought Jameis was a member of a team. But I understand if you're a QW and... You uh, think that all this is, I guess it's confusing for QWs. Because in in the minds of QWs, all the game of football is, is a game of hearts between two quarterbacks. So I guess that's where the confusion comes in. Like when Jameis is on the sideline and watching and all this stuff is happening it's just like, I mean, it's almost like it's a team game here, but I, I don't understand it because it's not a team game. It's a game of hard between quarterbacks. So it must be Jameis's fault that all this brawl happened and that this official made this horrendous call on fourth down with the game tie. Horrendous call. And then he, he, here's what people don't get. Here's what I've been arguing for decades that people just don't get. What's so bad is that, that, that they, the Yucks should not have even had the ball. They they should have been punting, and they cheat with a horrendous call and give them a first down, and then they make another horrendous call, and they don't they don't even know who made the committed the penalty that never happened. Okay. It nev- Neither one of those penalties happened on that drive. And but 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 here's the kicker. Here's the part that really gets me. Here's where they're cheating. Again, you can make bad calls. They're human, and plus they have horrendous rules to try to officiate. Again, my biggest problem has always been not with the officials. It's with the rules of the league. The NFL has horrendous rules. And they change them and, and, and they and they're awful. They have no, they have nothing to do with fair play. Nothing. And so here's where, here's the kicker. Here's where the cheating really takes place. And no one gets it, apparently in the whole country but me. That after those two makeup calls, after totally botching. After totally botching the whole uh, ju- uh, judge, jury, and executioner of the brawl, totally botching that, on the touchdown pass, af- on a drive where it was extended by two penalties that didn't happen, there was big-time offensive holding. Big-time offensive holding. So if, if you're going to be so picky and make up stuff, why not call the obvious hold? Why not do that? If you're going to call penalties to extend drives and then not call holding on a touchdown, and the conclusion of some people was, oh, what a great pass. Well, no, that pass should have never taken place. That's the stuff that just drives me bonkers. Drives me bonkers. That's where the cheating really takes place. Like, if you're going to do all that, well then they, when they hold, you got to call it or you have zero integrity. Zero. And the NFL, NASCAR, has zero integrity. They do not care about fair play. They don't care about it. I mean, I've known that forever, but yesterday is another just vivid example of it. But the conclusion that so many people reached in all of this is that Jameis is terrible and the Saints need to get rid of him. I mean, it's just unbelievable. I mean, that is an unbelievable conclusion. Only a QW could come up with that conclusion. Only a QW. Only. And again, this is preseason football. It's preseason football Did the Saints play well on offense? Of course they didn't. Did the Yucks play well on offense? No, of course they didn't either. And I don't want to hear what well, they had some injuries on offense. Um, have you seen the Yucks play the offense against the Saints the last five games with those receivers? They didn't do much then either. They didn't do much then either. And and the idiot announcers after the brawl was completely mishandled, they say that the Saints got the advantage. Have they seen what Mike Evans has done against the Saints in the last three years? You stupid idiot. The Saints were already playing without a starting cornerback. It's a defensive football game, and they lose their, their, their other starting cornerback, and they say advantage Saints. What an absolute imbecile. What a... Go go um commentate lacrosse, you stupid Benedict Arnold. What an idiot. What a complete clueless idiot. Unbelievable. Unbelievable assessment of that situation. And a complete lack of understanding of what's going on. The score was three to three at the time, you moron. What a moron. What a complete idiot. Unbelievable. All right, let's take one call, then we'll take a break, and we'll get more on the other side. Hello.
2: Morning, foot. foot, Good morning. Foot, this is a tough morning, man. You need to calm down, man. You took your blood pressure medicine. I did. Okay, now don't say nothing stupid.
1: Like we're going to be smart today, okay? So, okay. what, 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 what tell, tell, I don't want to hear about that idiot Casper the quitter, or none of that foolishness.
2: No, 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 no. You can thank the good Lord you woke up this morning and you're not a Cleveland Browns fan. How do you blow a 30 to 17 lead with under 2 minutes left playing against a jet team that's led by Joe Flacco? How yeah,
3: do that, you do that? That'd be tough. How,
2: uh-huh. But I did mean, they do it, or did the do it? Did the officials
1: do it? I mean, I didn't see the game. If the officials do it, that's a whole lot easier to swallow.
2: I mean, how do you blow a lead that big? I don't know. With a team led by Joe Flacco? I, Come I don't, on, man.
1: I just can't believe Joe Flacco did it. Really, I can't. I can't believe right. he did it. But now, again, I didn't see the game, so I don't know what happened.
2: Right. Now, I'm going to let you know, too, the week before when the Yucks played the Cowboys, they were cheating for him again because... There was a pass that was clearly incomplete, hit the ground. Wide receiver picked it up, they called it a complete. We need to just face it that the league is for Tom Brady. And until that, that, I mean, that
1: the, play, the play, the play, the second and look, the game was the, the, the officials had already decided the game by that point. But the, on the second interception, that was the, that was worse. Like he caught the ball yep. less than the guy. than Samuel caught it against Mahomes on Thursday night. Yeah. It, yep, at yep. best, was the same play, but really he had less of the ball yesterday than, than Samuel had a, a, against Mahomes on Thursday.
2: Right. Now, what I want to touch on, too, I want to put to rest all the people that said that when that, Tua Tonga Viola should have been traded to the Houston Texans for Deshaun Watson, okay? It's preseason it football.
1: It's preseason football. We can't make any assessments at this point.
2: um, It's just one game, but the man passes for six touchdowns, throws for nearly 500 yards. A garbage quarterback don't do that. I don't care who you are. The man has got talent. Now that he's got wide receivers around him, I think he's going to be just great. And I wouldn't count the Buffalo Bills in the Super Bowl just yet. Now, they play each other. This weekend, the Bills play the the Dolphins. A lot could be told out of that game. But – I'm not counting the Miami Dolphins out of that game. Well, I picked him to go to the playoffs.
1: I I think they have a – but, again, it's not about the quarterback. It's a football team. And and I I don't think much – I didn't think that much of Tua, but I think he's okay. And I picked him because they got a football team. It's not about the quarterback.
2: That's why I picked him to go to the
1: playoffs. He's got a good
2: supporting cast around him. I think they're going to be just fine. But, I mean – just kind of time down, foot. I know it's tough, because but just just face it, man. We in a league. We there are in a league that cheats for Tom Brady, and until he's gone, then I mean, there's nothing we can do about it. I mean, that's why I don't really uh, watch the NFL too much because it's all politics, man. That's all it is. It's it, it, all it's it bad, is. no I'm question.
1: Well, again, I mean, the 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 the, the SEC is all about Alabama. They cheat the same way, <laughs> so they're, they're cheating at every level. But anyway, let me um. Let me take a timeout. Thank you for the call. We'll take That's a timeout. Okay, it's take care. And congratulations, Cowboys. That was a nice win yesterday. Oh, what a backup quarterback. How did that happen? What well, the QWs must be confused on that one. We'll take a timeout. Come back on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers. And the Houston Astros.
0: Are you fluent in Footlish? Not to worry. We're here to help with the Footlish Dictionary.
1: Oh, pleasure cruise.
0: Pleasure cruise. Now, a sports career where things seemingly came easy as the player was surrounded by the best players, the best coaches, and caught all the breaks also known as Tom Brady's career. Now back to the man with his very own language, Kevin Foot and Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station.
1: Mm-hmm. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. Samuel on Stadium 32.3133 on LUS Fiber. The game hotline is 706 0111, 706 0111 on this fed up No Justice Monday edition of Footnotes. All right, let's go to the game hotline and um, see how this one plays out. Hello.
4: Kevin, how you doing?
1: Oh, you know, it was a long, frustrating weekend.
4: Well, uh, they, you know, they should have had the officials at the game that I saw calling the games all weekend. D3 school... <coughs> Those were the best officials I have seen in years. My grandson played for the Grange <coughs> College in, uh, uh, just outside of Atlanta. And those officials, if they didn't have no huddles for 15 minutes, they'd run to the official, tell them what the penalty was, and go
1: on. Well, I, I wouldn't mind it. if that they huddled the as long as they got it right. I mean, again, but get it right. I mean, don't huddle and come out with a complete force of justice. I mean, that's I, – I don't care if I'm waiting because I'm pacing anyway. I, I just want them to get it right, and they just didn't get very much right yesterday.
4: Well, I didn't get to see the game because I was on the way back. Oh, it was but, horrible. Uh, it, uh, it That's the NFL. They <laughs> want uh, people to be hollering and screaming on Mondays and Tuesdays. And Fridays about the officiating because they don't want to get it right.
1: It's just awful. You
4: know, it's, it's ridiculous. <clears throat> some of the calls, and you telling me it, it, like yesterday was even worse than
1: that. But it's because the league and all its stupid rules. I mean, they just—they just—the rules have no justice. They're not—they're not created to have justice. They're not created to for fair play. They're they're just created to, to, to get – it's all about creative uh, accounting because they can come up and say, oh, we did it right, everything's good, we're great, and then we did our job, but no, you didn't, you cheated. I mean, it's just well, that simple.
4: I mean, it, it, it was Brady, and he'd been beat by the Saints four <coughs> times, five times. Uh, it was time for him to beat them. So that, there you go. You call the game to where the, they can win.
1: Yeah. Just it was just awful. I appreciate well, the call, sir. And your Yankees had a good weekend.
4: No, they <clears> lost <throat> two out of three.
1: Yeah. But it's all about the MVP. So he, he took a he took another big step. It's not about the team, it's about the MVP. That's all we talk about.
4: Well, all all they talking about is uh uh he's gonna break the record and hey, the record don't mean nothing <clears> if you don't win the World Series. I think when Ma- uh, Maris it is is six, sixty-one, we won the uh, we won the World Series that year. That's uh, you know you can win all the uh, pennants for. Uh... You still there?
1: No, <clears throat> you faded away for a second. Yes, sir.
4: Oh. No, uh, I, yeah, I get it. Uh, but it's all about the uh, MVP. It's not about the MVP.
1: Oh, no, it's I agree with you. Yeah.
4: the, the pennant, of I, the uh, World Series a, championship.
1: I agree. I agree. I appreciate the Alrighty. call. Thank you, Ellis. Thank you. Hang in there. Okay. Okay. <coughs> Bye-bye. All right. Let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Great.
3: I appreciate uh, the call. Okay. Thank you, Ellis. Hang in there. Okay. okay.
1: Bye-bye. All right. Go ahead. Bye-bye. Turn on your radio. Bye-bye.
3: Maybe you then think about you don't have a good football team in New Orleans. Are or you quarterback players? It's, pre,
1: it's preseason I, I mean, football. It's preseason football.
3: Nothing about preseason. Preseason is over with. No, no, no. It's no it's the, the we're, we're
1: at a preseason level of football, and uh, it's about the team. If, if Superman yeah, don't fumble, well, it, I mean, it, 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 none of that just, stuff happens.
3: Yeah, but you just – after week two – and you played the same way you played week one.
1: That's not true. Uh, try
3: to make a run at the end of the game. You that, that, that's quarters. not.
1: That's not. That's not true. It was three to three. They were driving. They were inside the ten, about to take the lead, and the man fumbled. And then, well, that ain't the same. That ain't oh. the same way. It was not. They came out in the first quarter, had a very good game plan, drove right down the field and scored. I wish they would have scored a touchdown, but you know they're playing an elite defensive team. <clears throat> they were managing the game fine. It's middle of the third quarter, and the officials totally took over. The officials just cheated the rest of the way. They totally took over think, the game.
3: I don't think the officials. How can you you uh, win a football game with five turnovers?
1: They, they, well, they, they, if the officials don't cheat, they don't have five turnovers. That's, y'all got to understand that, right? I mean, this is pretty I, basic. I
3: understand football. I don't know what football you watching because I, don't, I didn't see them make any bad calls.
1: Oh, come on now. I mean, come.
3: I mean, that, that's your world. This is this is football. <coughs> I mean, in my world that I've seen, I've seen the Tampa Bay Buccaneers feature. you. Their oh,
1: well, you. Well, then, well, then, you know, there's no use talking then because you, you're clueless. Well, well I mean. You, you, the officials cheated up, in the game. I mean, again, it's. You, it, scored, it's a,
3: you scored three points and you scored a touchdown at the end of the game. They had they win football games. Well, like
1: no no no, wait, 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 wait. The the Buccaneers only scored 3 points too. Because the, the officials gave the officials totally oh. gave them their first touchdown. That was all official. The officials scored the whole touchdown. They cheated that well, entire drive. Well, you don't you don't turn over the ball, maybe you win the But football none game. of those Not turnovers ha- if, if if they don't fumble and and they don't and the officials don't cheat, those turnovers don't happen. That's what you don't
3: get. Now, uh, uh you your quarterback had two games with five turnovers. That's not good. He, five interceptions. The,
1: he, he, good. Threw, he threw two bad passes in that game. Now, And one of them was not an interception, and they cheated on that too. And then the other one was just an awful pass. But the game was over. there. refs had already cheated. They had already decided the game. He, he should have never been in that situation.
3: Well, it's Monday morning. Let's prepare for uh... – Next week, where your Carolina Panthers, y'all have another division game. Not, a, not which y'all is lose, which y'all is y'all another lose problem. Lose. We shouldn't be
1: playing all these stupid division games at the beginning of the year in preseason. Well,
3: you the, know, but th- that
1: that that's a problem situation too because you never want to play an zero two team when they're at home. That right. that is a bad right. that's a, that's a bad circumstance right. game. Right,
3: they're zero two and you one and one and possibly can be one <clears> 2 <throat>
1: All I ask is that have the another, NFL that have the officials stay out of it and, and and it's 3 to 3, it's the middle of the third and then they started they just carried them home and cheated. I mean, the rest of it, it was unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it. I like well, I have I like seen give it before.
3: Call, my friend, have a good week. Uh, don't, don't catch a heart attack on, man. Just hopefully you can play really better next week. All right. All right.
1: You know, again, it it, it it's it's preseason football is what we're watching now. <clears throat> Some people played way better defense than other teams. Like, what? I didn't see that Dolphin-Raven game. Did anybody play any defense in that game? Like, what, what was that? Some other people um, played way better offense than other teams. But it's all preseason football. Nothing that has happened other than the results and injuries is like, well, well you can make a big statement about it. I just, I just don't believe that. I've, I've seen too much early season football in the last, you know, since this, however long this trend has started. Of we're not going to play in the preseason and when, and all of that. It's just it's preseason football. Um, it just happens to count in the standings. So I mean, I don't. Want, I, I try not to make too many assessments. Now. <clears throat> If we're gonna make some assessments, the two assessments I mean, I'm not I'm talking about opposite. I mean, the biggest assessment of that game yesterday is the officials cheated. I mean, that was they come there is no way to argue that the two cheap shots that were taken in the brawl were both by the yucks. The yucks started it. They took the two cheese shops in the middle of it, and they finished it. I mean, it was all them. It was all yeah. There was a complete miscarriage of justice. Miscarriage of justice, complete. That was just completely unfair. What happened in that game, in that brawl, and and the way they enforced it, just awful. Um, I have a family member who m- almost always disagrees. Like I've been, I've been. A, Discussing with him for a long, long time, many, 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 many years about how how cheating the how the how officials cheat in games. Now again, when I say cheat, I'm not called conspiracy. I'm talking about giving the raw deal to one team or over the other. He has never bought it. And yesterday he texts me and says, "Didn't you think the Saints got cheated bad in that game?" I'm like, yeah, yeah. He's like, "Well, normally I don't agree with you, but boy, I was bad. It was really bad." It was on the bad side. It was just complete. They just carried him to the finish line. But, but if we're just going to try to get some, and, again, it's preseason, so it's we can make these generalizations about preseason games. Um, but, again, probably the, these teams are not going to be – once they get past preseason, what they are is not necessarily what they are in, 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 in preseason games. But if we're going to do that, the two things that stuck out to me in that game yesterday, outside of, you know, under, outside of really realizing exactly how powerful James is. I, I never knew he was that powerful. He could do all that stuff. Um, and the officiating was, man, the saints ran the ball well, like. That was shocking to me. I was like, again, they don't ever run the ball on the Yucks. I mean, here and there, but not. Like, they ran the ball way better yesterday than I anticipated that they would. I was like, whoa. And some of it was behind Cesar Ruiz on the right side. A lot of it was. So I was like, whoa, I didn't expect this. You know, they came out doing a lot of what I was thinking that they needed to do, which was try to throw more sharp passes, which I understand is not really Jameis' wheelhouse. That's like the weakest part of his game. But they did, and they had some success doing it. And But, man, the thing my, – my two biggest takeaways besides, you know, getting cheated was the Saints ran the ball way better than I thought they would. Way better. And they stopped the run better than I hoped they would. I was a I was one of my big concerns going into this game. Um I thought that if they stopped the run, they had a great chance. And of course, what was it? Three to three? <clears throat> Deep into the second half. It was three to three. Now, it was three to three because a couple things happened. One um, Brady fumbled on third down, but I get I get maybe Jameis did that too. Maybe Jameis caused Brady to fumble. It wasn't really Brady's fault. That was Jameis that did that. I don't know how he did it, but anyway, um, <clears throat> and, and and Ingram fumbled. I mean, the Ingram fumble was. I was I was thinking. Did he even come? Did they? Did he come? I don't know if he played after that. Like they might have benched him after that. That was awful. They, you know, they there were some both teams had kind of messed up some opportunities, but and I thought at halftime the Saints had a slight advantage in the officiating. Really, I if if you're going to be fair, I thought at halftime. There were some bad calls both ways. But, again, as long as there are bad calls both ways and it's not where you, it's, it's one-sided, I can live with that. I was fine at half. In fact, I thought the Saints had um, a little bit of an advantage in the, in, in the offic- in the calls in the first half. But it was like, you know they made some bad calls both ways, and I was like, okay, they're letting the as long as you let the players decide the game and you're not wanting, I, I can live with bad calls as long as there's some both ways. The second half, they just it was just all one side. I mean, it didn't matter. I mean, they could have held every at the end of that game, every buccaneer offensive lineman could have held worse than it, and they were not going to call they were not calling it. I'm like they had already decided it was just boom, it was all one side in the second half. that was awful. And they were just making up calls, just making them up. I mean, it was—they were just calling things that weren't there, like that had nothing to do with the flow of the game. There, there's no way that there were any Buccaneer fans when, if you watch that play, you say something bad happened. Ah, huh? they should call that. No, there's no way. It's football. There was nothing that happened. It was awful, but, but I was really very um, surprised at how the Saints ran, how they ran it better than I thought they would. Even Dwayne Washington had a couple of really nice runs. And again, a great run to me if it's third and two and you get hit in the backfield and you get the first down. And Dwayne Washington had one of those. I was like, whoa, that was a great run got hit in the backfield, and still got the first down. And they stopped the run better than I thought they would because I was worried about the run defense going into that game, even though they've been so good in recent years. All right, we'll take a timeout. Come back again, to open phone lines for for two hours. The game hotline is 706-0111. 706-0111, if you would like to get in certainly feel free to call. We'll be back after this timeout on the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros.
0: Are you fluent in Footlish? Not to worry. We're here to help with the Footlish Dictionary. Benedict Arnold's. Benedict Arnold's. Now, an NFL expansion team that stole a bunch of Saints players and coaches when first created. Also known as the Carolina Panthers. Now, back to the man with his very own language. Kevin Foote and Footnotes.
1: Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foote on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. want to remind you about Astro Giveaway 5. Astros will be playing the Rays on Saturday, October the 1st. If you would like to win four tickets to that game, as well as hotel accommodations and a tour of Mid and May Park, you need to, first you need to join the Game Rewards Club. And if you do, you'll be eligible to win Astro Giveaway 5. Astro Weekend Getaways, powered by Butcher Air Conditioning, La Meridian, Houston Downtown, and the game. Speaking of Astros and Rays, they open up a series. I believe it's a three-game series, but I actually didn't check to double-check that. But anyway, the series opens up tonight. First pitch set for 540, and you can hear that on Sister Station News Talk, 98.5 FM, the talk of Acadiana. Astros won a series over the A's over the weekend. A little worried about Jose Architi. That's, what, three outings in a row he's got completely shelled. You know, he got shelled early, and then he had most of the summer. He was just outstanding. And then now here in the, getting close to the finish line, and he's getting shelled every game. So a little concerning. We'll see how that plays out. I mean, he wouldn't be your number one, two, or three pitcher, but I was thinking he'd be the fourth guy, and he's got a lot of playoff experience. But, man, he's pitched bad. So I, I don't know how that's going to play out moving forward. But still, another weekend uh, series win for the Astros. So And El Pedro Grande had three home runs uh, Friday night, which was, uh, which was great, great, great to see. I think it was Friday. Yeah, I think that's correct. All right, let's go to the game hotline. Hello. Hello. Hello.
3: Hey,
5: how are you doing this morning, Kevin?
1: Oh, I'm struggling. How are you, sir?
5: I'm fine. This is Lloyd. Um, did you notice yesterday Bruce Arians on the sidelines joined with Marshawn Lattimore? Yes. And, and also, he's the guy that pointed out to uh, Evans, that Lattimore was getting into it with Tom Brady and uh, Leonard Fournette. So why is that sucker, he retired? Why is he still on the sidelines, starting
1: trouble? He has some sort of role with the team in the front office, some sort of consultant or something. But, yeah, why he's on the sideline mouthing with people on the field, I I don't know. You know, I don't know. I mean, Tom probably told him, you know, I want it to happen, so the league said, okay, Mr. Brady.
5: By the way, you are correct as far as the referee's cheating. I've never seen things like that happen before in my life. That was awful. Um, it's awful. You're right about that. Something needs to be done. And thank you for your time. Th- thank
1: you, sir. Thank you very much. No, it, it was kind of weird to see him on the sideline. Um, you know, he's mouthing with the officials and the players, and, you know, he's a hot headed guy. I mean, it is what it is, but why is he there? I don't know. I mean,. I I thought that was a little much. I agree. All right. Let's go back to the game hotline. Hello.
5: Bro, I was worried about you. I thought you were going to have an aneurysm. Who knows? Man, Kevin. Just awful. I love love your passion, but it ain't worth (laughs) your head exploding over, my friend. Whether you think it's preseason or not, you can't lose your head because you're mad. And look, there's enough blame to go around. We could spend the whole week picking a different person or entity to blame. Uh, from the Saints themselves, like you said, a veteran can't put the ball on the carpet when you drive and and get ready to really take control of a game. Jameis could have had four touchdowns. He was so off yesterday. Now look, the guy's got four broken vertebrae in his back, and I don't want to make excuses for him. But if he <clears throat> leads Alave on a couple of those deep passes. A lobby runs under them, and their touchdowns. Uh, so that stunk. Uh, not a single hold, I think, against the the they they were tackling Saints defensive line. It was bad. And not it a was single bad. Offensive holding yeah. call. Some of the chaunchiest penalties I've ever seen called. Like you said, bad. one was a whiff, and they called it. It was awful. I don't know how Leonard Fournette starts a fight and doesn't even not only doesn't get a penalty, doesn't get ejected. So, uh, if they're going to eject people, both those guys should have been ejected. If uh, Evans did not suspended for this, it's completely fixed. Uh, what he did was he was basically off the field, came back onto the field. He, it's like he's waiting for a, a, an opportunity to throw a cheap shot on Lattimore. That's how much Lattimore and, and, Anytime and a guy said.
1: turns his back, he's going to come cheap shot. I mean, he cheap shot at him That's- twice in one thing, and, and they said, Oh, all, it's all even. Everybody, everybody. Oh, no. I mean, that was a complete joke but the nfl they, they don't care about fair play and justice they have no it's not even on their radar
5: we call guys like that punks where i come from he's a punk that that was and he better be suspended because what he did is a suspendable offense and if you want to talk Lattimore, he hit fournette in the face but fournette started that whole fight we are so in much brady went from throwing his ipad on the ground to buying dinner for people it was Uh, We were so far in his head, and a buddy texted me. He said, it's almost time for the officials to step in and help Brady out. And the next thing you know, they get a string of like six calls in a row that are like, you got to be kidding me. And what's really lost in all this, we have 12 men on the field after turning the ball over. We hold them in three downs. We get 12 men on the field. They get a first down because of it. And because of the fight, we lost the fact that the defense held them to three and out again. Yes. That was probably the best series of the game. The defense stood up after that stupid 12-man-on-a-field penalty, and that's when the I fight started. I can't believe
1: Jameis did that. And I mean, I can't believe it he got was, 12 right. on the field. I don't know how he did it's it, but just, I can't believe he
5: did that. There's so much blame to go around, but the bottom line is we were at a point where we had three points and they had zero, and my buddies kept texting me, we got to score points we're not going to win this game with three points and every time they thought they had momentum or had the opportunity they found a way to shoot themselves in the foot so the, i'm blaming the saints first again they lost uh it's 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 hard not to throw the officiating into this we oh, see no, the that officials a
1: lot. T- i mean we don't know who would have won the game but the officials won the game i mean there's no no doubt about the game who won the game but again ingram can't superman he you know he's just
5: you can't put the ball on the ground a veteran cannot put the ball on the ground. This is unbelievable. And that was really probably the – Oh, and I was – yeah, yeah, it was – no question. I am baffled how you have a fight at home and the other team ends up with the momentum. That's kind of – Well, because of –
1: because the the officials carried them after that. Yeah, oh, yeah. And because the Saints uh, were already without one cornerback – Wide receiver play was irrelevant in the game. What was the score at the time? Three to three? Who cares about the receivers at three to three? It's a defensive football game. the, The idea that somehow that was a fair deal was just completely off base.
5: Well, what makes me call into question, and officials always have bad calls, but when they all come on third down after a stop, that's when you have to start saying, "Okay, is there anything to this?" Because all the key penalties seem to come it was, after our defense. It was defense really had bad. stopped them on third down. It was. It was really bad. So it was. It was gonna, very reminiscent of, of twenty nineteen.
1: Well, stop with all Saints, that silliness. Officials decide games just as much or more than. Stop with all that brainwashed junk. Don't get me on. No,
5: right. Officials I'm decide the Saints, games. Did, the Saints did plenty to beat themselves, Kevin, the, and and you got to recognize but that. Yeah, but I mean, there's no question they the did some bad stuff, but but
1: it. some of that is they playing against a good team. Yeah, like well, look, some I of it is they're, they're, they're playing against a good team. Like. Think, they, they weren't supposed Kansas... to run up and down the field on the Yuggs defense. It's an elite defense. I know the whole country tells y'all, oh, it's QWs and Brady carried them. And no, they got an elite defense. The defense is way better than Tom
5: Brady. Yes. Uh, their been their whole offense I can tell you I was impressed with how hard Leonard Fournette runs that cat no he, he
1: does beat. but I was surprised at how well the Saints stopped him anyway uh, we'll oh, we, we overdue we overdue for it's, a timeout got gotta take, got to take, take it
5: and you move on and we're in our standards everybody else's fault but again if you got eyes you realize the officials played a major role uh, in no that no no question got it on the Saints.
1: G- g- gotta take a break put it on the g- Saints. all right later bro all right
5: it'll get better
1: we'll be back. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. We went a little too long in the last segment, but that's okay. We, uh, we'll have a short one right here. want to remind you, Monday night football. I don't know what this two Monday night football thing is at the same time thing tonight. Like, what in the world are they doing? I have no idea what's going on with that. But anyway, uh, the second one, Monday night football game tonight. Uh, you can hear it right here on the game, 103.7 Lafayette, one zero four one Lake Charles. We've got the Vikings and the Eagles. Man, this is a really nice matchup. Two teams that I think a lot of people kind of um, dark horse Super Bowl kind of contenders in the minds of a lot of people in the NFC. Pregame starts at 7, kickoff at 7.30. You can hear it right here on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Trolls. That'll do it for the first hour, another hour to follow.
0: Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foot.
1: Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros, again, the game hotline. 706-0111, 706-0111 on this fed-up, no-justice Monday edition of Footnotes. We've talked almost, I think, pretty much all about the Saints in the first hour. A lot of other stuff did happen over the weekend. If you would like to touch on any of that, certainly feel free. I was at the Cajun game in Houston on Saturday. So once the game got hot and heavy, I kind of kind of followed the LSU game some. Last I heard, LSU neither had any following of the game. LSU was doing nothing on offense. Mississippi State was doing nothing on offense. And then I kind of lost track getting really busy. And then uh, hereafter that LSU had this great finish and won. So um, I don't. You know to catch up on that exactly how all that played out, but uh, it was definitely a good win. I did not think they were going to win that game, and um, so that was a nice win. McNeese did not did not. That was not a good. You know the one thing McNeese had been doing is running the ball, and then you know find out they didn't run it at all, at all, and so not not good there. Obviously the Cajuns' performance was not good. I we talked about it last week they had so far through two, four quarters, not that dissimilar to the saints offense. They, they had two really good quarters and two really bad quarters and they pretty much had four bad quarters. I mean, they, in this game at rice, it was, um, you know, I try, I, I, I had the feeling last week and I, I, I spent a couple segments like this idea that I kept hearing that rice is just a really bad football team and the Cajuns are going to handle it. I just, I didn't really get that. I didn't really know where I was coming from. I think a lot of people were fooling themselves, and I don't. I don't think it. Was, this was a matter of the Cajuns overlooking Rice. I just think the Cajuns have issues on offense. They got to work out. It's preseason for them too. And um, I, I, I don't know. They got some really, really tough decisions to make. I don't think they ran the football enough. I think they got I think they got to lean on the run a little more than they're doing. I, I don't. I still don't get. I don't get why second and two is a pass down and then third and two is a pass down. When you when you're not an efficient passing team, I just I think I don't think they lean on the run enough. Just my two cents on that deal. But let's go back to the game hotline. Hello.
6: Hello, you can hear me?
1: Yes, sir, I can.
6: Yeah. Um going to say a couple of things. Uh. I seen that Alvin Kamara, he had messed up ribs. And he decided to sit out the game. You know what I mean? Uh, same thing with deep ball. You no know, live to fight another game instead of making your injury worse. So that's an ankle and some ribs kind of sore. And somebody has three back fractures. Like, at this point, like, he, he a warrior for doing it, but it kind of hurt the team. You know what I mean? That kind of hurt the team with the, the passes, the overthrows. You know, I'm watching his position high – he looks in pain while he's passing, and his decision making was very off. Because you look at every deep pass, the same pass to Olivier, the same way. All the unders were open. Michael Thomas was open in the middle on an underneath um, flat on all the passes. And I don't want us to get into seeking comfort. You know what seeking comfort is? What's that? It's when you it's when you lose a game and you, you, you go on the side, you play football real hard, and you lose the game, and then your mom was waiting for you, and she'd be like, well, you know, they, 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 they did this, and they did this, and they're making excuses. So us looking at the refs, yeah, the refs made some terrible calls. Now in the beginning, they was letting them play. I was surprised because the Saints was making some penalties too, but they let it go. But I don't know what happened after that fight. They just went crazy. But we don't want to blame the refs. They yeah. At the end, it was bad. But we could have been ahead a whole lot more.
1: Well, they could have been. They, uh, yeah. Again, we say they could have been. But I mean, the Yucks, they did some stupid. They, they should have kicked a field goal in the first well, half. They didn't. They got stuff. Brady fumbled the ball where they could have. I mean, I, I think some of it is you had two pretty good teams, uh, who know each other very well, and there's a lot of animosity. Look, I've thought this for a long time. Players and coaches can't worry about the officials. They got to worry about the next play, the next game. They got to execute. We don't have to execute. I just think we're lying to ourselves this whole agenda that officials don't determine games. Well, that's just foolishness. Of course, they determine the outcome of the
6: game. Yeah, they do. They do determine games. But when it's close like that and they got a little agenda of who they want to win, yeah. But we can't let it get to that point. I mean, they didn't cause the fumble. You know they didn't cause the same interception back to back in the same spot. You know what I mean? Like we got to do better.
1: Oh, there's no question. Accountability. Sa- no, accountability. No, accountability. No, 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 question. The Saints have to play a lot better. It's preseason football, and they and and I, you know, they you keep can't
3: saying that. I heard, I heard you say that earlier. It's
6: preseason football.
1: Yeah, that's what this is right now. <laughs> they, they, they don't play in the preseason, so these first two to three games are preseason football. They just count.
6: I understand because yeah. like after the fourth game, I'll be like, okay, now nah, this is what we're working with
1: with yeah. the OIA. We got we got yes. Gotta 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 get acting. No, but there's no question, they gotta they gotta play better. No question. I appreciate the call, sir. Thank you very much. No problem. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. No, not didn't hang on. All right. Again, the game hotline is seven zero six zero one 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 seven zero six zero one one one. Um and look. I am just was completely crushed, completely crushed when Superman fumbled the football. It was just, I just was like, you, you just got to be kidding me. They just drove all the way down the field. Most, they had a couple passes, but mostly it was running the football down the throat of an uh, arguably the best rushing defense in the whole league. And then he fumbles. But he didn't just drop the ball. He wasn't carrying it willy-nilly. I mean, again, he fumbled. It was awful. But it was, as Bozo called it, a peanut punch. I mean, he didn't just fumble it of his own free will. I, I I just think at some point that the thing that I mean, look, I'm saying the same thing. Come on, offense. Look at the Twitters like offense, the defense is doing great. Um, can you show up? Can we do something here? I'm thinking and hoping the same thing you are. Offense has got to do something. But you know what? They're playing the offense is still in preseason mode. One. And two, they're playing against a really good defense. And I I was just very impressed with how they ran the ball. I, I did not expect that at all. Now, I was hoping for a little more cohesiveness out of the passing game, and I really think the passing game was better than it was last week. I mean, folks, I understand that the very in the fourth quarter it was fabulous, but in the first three quarters there was nothing. Now there wasn't a lot yesterday. Don't get me wrong, but I saw more of a okay uh, several times like okay, why didn't we do this last week? I mean I had that thought in the first half several times with the passing game so I thought uh the passing game was a little better it's still nowhere near where it needs to be not even close I I'm I'm for throwing the ball down the field, but I don't think every when I say throw the ball down the field it doesn't have to be a 60 yard bomb like, I, I want to see more, you know, 25, 30 yards to the sideline type routes because he can make those throws. I, I just, I don't, I don't think everything has to be a bomb. I, I thought they threw a few too many bombs, and I definitely don't like bombs on third down. Um, but I also, I, 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 and again, it's early, it's still preseason, but, man, they really need to get Marty Miles in, involved in the passing game. I mean, they've got to. They they haven't. Uh, they, they've kind of gotten the tight ends in the passing game. They've got so many guys that they got to get involved in the passing game. And I don't know if that's Carmichael's fault. I don't know if it's Sheamus. It's or is it? It's preseason, and they're not. I, I don't know. But they got to get more. They got to get more people involved in the passing game. No question. I, I I think they do. All right. Let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Hey, Kelly. Hello. Hello.
7: Yeah, I was gonna bring up that uh, that like you know <clears throat> why wasn't Deontay Hardy on some of those bombs? You know, it's <laughs> I, I I don't know. You know, it, it, like they didn't even throw to him last game either. No, but they so, got to get him involved. Some some of those plays could have been for Deontay Hardy. I mean, is he not the fastest guy on the team? Or you know, fastest wide receiver? Anyways, um, so I just want you know, so everyone thinks you know Jameis whatever, but like. You know, the last ten years, the Saints have won two week two games. That's why everyone know that the last ten years, the Saints have won two week two games.
1: I didn't realize that. I know that we on, they, the Saints have almost always gotten off to an awful start, but um, but no, I did not know that. That's wild.
7: Uh, yeah, it's so. Anyways, okay, and uh, one other thing I wanted to bring up: Do you think like we should not have onside
1: kicked it? Well, I wouldn't have onside kicked anyway. Plus, they're terrible at onside kicks.
7: After we kicks. onside kicked them, we threw out of you know,
1: They yeah. went three and out again. Yeah, I'm I, i I'm not if, a big onside kick guy before you absolutely have to. And plus, they're terrible at it. I mean, they are not. Yeah. They are terrible at it. Yes.
7: But, like, don't you think that if Chris Lave doesn't drop that ball, the Bucks were going to be in trouble?
1: I don't know we still trouble, had three
7: timeouts and a two-minute warning.
1: No, I, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Yeah.
7: And we were stopping them all game. That's why you, you can't onside kick him, man. Yeah, so,
1: I wouldn't onside kick. I agree with you there. Uh, yes, I agree. I mean, th- I think we had a shot if Chris Lawley didn't fumble. Well, it was going to be a minor miracle, but you I mean, certainly hard, had a shot. Yeah, But,
7: like, we had three timeouts and a two-minute warning, and we could have stopped him we stopped, we stopped them all game. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know. That, I just thought. That, I thought the that onside was like, kick like was, not, up,
1: was not was not the onside kick yeah, was giving up. I, I think you had to score one more time than onside kick. Right.
7: Yeah. yeah. Exactly. The only yeah. onside kick when you have to.
1: Yeah. You no, I, I'm I'm with you there. I, I agree with you. I thought it was premature and it was okay. just terrible. Thanks for the call, <laughs> sir.
8: All right,
1: All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Hello.
8: Hey, Kevin. How's it going?
1: Oh, struggling. How are you?
8: Uh, I told my son he's not allowed to go back to the game with me. Oh, and the last the last two games I brought him to, we've lost. So uh, that that's the end. You know, it's kind of like you uh, if your kid was playing for the Denver Broncos against the Saints, you'd pull for the Saints. <laughs> uh, I told him. I said, bro, I think I think you're putting some bad gru on uh, on me every time I go. So that that's done with. But the reason I was calling, um, you know what? You know why Jameis has a broke back? Because he holds the damn ball too long.
1: Uh, I don't know. It's um, no. Dude, it
8: was, come he, on, man. Jarvis Landry on the check downs was open all day, and he's trying to create downfield. That's why Chris Olave got so many, so many. What? He got targeted what close to fifteen times. It was. I don't think that. It
1: was like eleven or twelve. Was, I think it was eleven or jargon. twelve. It was a lot. I, I agree. It was a lot.
8: But the check downs. You you know how many times you used to in past years would talk about Drew Brees getting the ball out of his hands, going through his progressions quickly and hitting his check down, taking what's available or throwing the ball out of bounds if it's not. Now, an A for effort for Jameis trying to to make and create, but I think that's his biggest problem. From what I could see, I mean, the the pocket was collapsing on him left and right. And the reason, you know, even though Tom Brady had a, a mediocre day at best, he still got rid of the ball quickly. And it was, is why we weren't able to get as much pressure other than that one time when the, the pocket closed and for whatever reason, he decided he was going to be Deshaun Watson and try to shoot up the middle. And you know, we got a half, uh, you know, a half sack by our two big uh, tackles. But outside of that, you know, I mean, that to me was the biggest distraction. And and I, I guess my question is, because everybody's touched on everything, and I don't want to just sound like a redundant calling yen, but seriously, a healthy Red Rocket, no. unhealthy Jameis Winston. And, and, what and, and the Saints did?
1: are 0-2 with Andy Dalton at quarterback right now and we'd really be in trouble uh, and there's just no i'm not an andy do guy at all now there, you i to your point i do think they've got to do i think they got to do more and when i talk about mighty Mouse, it's not just the bombs with him it's they've got to get him in open space i mean uh, you know i i agree totally i think they they don't throw to the tight ends enough i don't i don't think they throw to mighty Mouse enough and i agree with you i mean i mean Mike Thomas and, and, and Landry underneath. I mean, no no question that the passing game has to get better. There's no arguing that. And he, he threw to Olave probably too much. I agree with you there. I don't know what – that was strange, really, how much he threw to him.
8: Now, I know I'm not a – you know, never been close to being a pro athlete, but I've had, you know, discs that, you know, were fractured. And I've had disc surgery two different times. And, you know, I'm not a fat guy, you know, at the time I was young and fit for a, you know, an average, you know, slash, you know, college guy athlete, but I wasn't to the point to where I could just play, I, you know, Jameis West is tough as hell. There's no doubt about it, but it does, it is it distracting his ability. You know, he sailed a lot of balls, which, you know, give or take, or he underthrew some, I mean, you have fractures in your back. I don't understand. I mean, how do you play with? Yeah, that I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't two? have
1: any idea on that. I, I, it sounds crazy to me. Obviously, I couldn't do it, but I, I have no, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. They obviously the doctors had to clear him or they wouldn't play him. I, I don't get it, but I don't
8: know. Yeah, I, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that because you know, I mean, I was listening to Bobby A. on the way back, and he's like, you got a broke back, and then you also. You announced that before the game. He said, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be ugly here, but he said, what do you think uh, uh, Ve- uh, viavel whatever his name is, is going to do any time he gets a chance to drop on uh, Jameis Winston and the rest of the defense? They're going to try to hurt him out there. And he just, you know, he questioned, you know, if you're that, if you're hurt and you have fractures in your back, how long can you be able to do that? Because he didn't question the the ability that Jameis got out there and tried to do his job. But what does this say long term to do his no, job? No, it's scary.
1: It's scary. And I, and I even before I heard that, I, I, I he walks like an old man, and he's not old, so that worries me. His ability to make it through an entire season, no question, that, that that is a concern. But even though he's got a broke back, when he when it's wide open to get the first down, he's got to go get the first down and slide. Like, he, he, right. he, he's he got to do that. He can't do that deal where it's wide open. All you need is two yards,
8: go two yards, slide, and get the first down. Right.
1: He's got to do that.
8: So, what was your biggest – I mean, it was a great defensive battle up until the – you know, until we just started – you know, it started with Ingram. But i tell you what, from TV, could you see – they, did they focus in on Tom Brady running 30, 40 yards upfield – start screaming well
1: I mean, they showed it and he's yeah. the
8: biggest cry baby oh yeah you know it, that was ridiculous i mean he yes. he created that whole the whole thing absolutely
1: opinion. yes you're absolutely correct yes that was all
8: and and you know and then to hear mike evans after talk about how um you know who was it who put his hands on him uh uh, oh, it, Leonard Fournette was the first one to shove. Yes. Lattimore. Yes. And he was making it sound like, you know, Lattimore did the start and pushing. No. I, I really, you know, don't understand. You, you think Fournette's going to get fined when this is no. all said and done? Because he no. instigated that, too.
1: No. None no, of them. No. They're Un- going to say unreal. no. And, uh, and, and, uh, and yes, you were Mr. dead Bray.
8: on about the... The referees, man, they turned their head all game. I hate to be the conspiracy theorist here. That but was awful. I'm sorry. Yeah, the second New half Orleans was awful. New Orleans got a hose job in that game by those zebras.
1: No question. No question there. I appreciate the call, right, sir. Buddy. Take Talk care. Talk to you later. Thanks. We'll take a timeout. We'll be back on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros.
0: It's not uncommon here on Footnotes for Kevin Foot's voice and his blood pressure to rise rapidly during the show.
1: The fat guys like you and me need to be watching mop-up time just like the stars do. Sometimes
0: it rises a little too high. That is stupid, stupid. Not to worry, we have EMT standing by just in case Foot passes out. Back, back to, to more footnotes footnote. on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station.
1: Welcome back to Footnotes Kevin Foot on the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. Want to remind you again, Running out of time, if you would like to be eligible to win uh, for Astro giveaway five, Astros versus Ray, Saturday, October the 1st, you could win. Four tickets to that game, hotel accommodations, and a tour of Minute Maid Park if you're part of the Game Rewards Club. It's our last Astro Weekend Getaway, so if you haven't won and you would like to win, you need to make sure you're registered Astro Weekend Getaways powered by Butcher Air Conditioning, La Meridian, Houston, downtown. And the game, Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station. Let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Hey,
9: Kevin. Howdy. Good morning. Hey, it's Kyle. I wanted to. Uh, I mean, I'm listening to y'all, and you know, I'm a, I'm a Ravens fan, and I'm listening to all y'all frustrations. I didn't get, I didn't watch the Saints game, and you know, a lot of all of that stuff. I, you know, I, I completely understand and, and support y'all, but it goes back to clock management, okay? And I just can't accept it. I cannot accept when when coaches make poor decisions on clock management slash game management.
1: So tell I'm me, I, I didn't watch your game. So explain to me confused, what you mean.
9: You know, it confused in a game and blown a coverage and all of this, because that takes a little bit mental, more mental concentration and a little bit more thought processes involved. But Baltimore has got the freaking ball. Okay, they're down by three. They could put fifteen on defense and they can't stop Miami. It don't matter what they do. They drop in. They they rush in eight. I'm sorry, they rush in three, drop in eight, and every receiver known to man is 15 yards open. How can, how can you do that? But anyway, they can't, stop all, they can't stop Miami. So they're driving to kick our score, kick a game-time field goal or potential game-winning touchdown. They got a little bit over three minutes left in the game. They're approaching. They got all three timeouts left. They're approaching field goal range. So don't you think as a head coach, you know, whatever I do, whatever I, whatever I score, be it a field goal or a touchdown, I cannot give the ball back to Miami. Right. Okay? So I'm going to try to use as much clock as I can to pray that after I do score or if I score, I won't have any time left. Can you believe they're snapping the ball with 22 seconds left on the play clock? Are you kidding me?
1: It's unbelievable, yes.
9: You're gonna make nine million dollars a year, and you're gonna snap it with 22 seconds left on the play. The last three plays of the field goal, they snapped it with 22 seconds, 14 seconds, and 11 seconds. They lost. The, they lost the game on a touchdown that was scored with 14 seconds left in the game. Now, if you do the math, that's just that leaves them with an extra 35 seconds left in the game. You know? That's crazy. I'm, not I'm with that it you. Yeah. It would have made a total difference, but it would have had an impact. Yes. You know?
1: Still got to do guess. the right thing. Yes. Yeah, that's bad, bad game exactly. management. Yeah.
9: Exactly. I agree. You know, you don't know. It could come down to how many times have you seen games end with two and three and four seconds left in a game? No, yes. So if you can run out an extra 45 seconds off the play clock, that's to your advantage. Especially when you know you can't
1: stop them. No, I agree. And also, speaking of game management, and I didn't see this game either, okay, so I'm just going by what I heard people say. It sounded like the the Browns were in a situation where if the running back just falls down at the one- or two-yard line, which I've been a big advocate of in the past, that they win the game. They win the game if he falls down.
9: But people don't understand that. They will, they will look at you and say, that's crazy. But, no, I've seen it. And you know what? you got to remind your, your running backs or your receivers to do those kind of things. Yes. You know? But, you know, this is like, you know, Lamar Jackson, you know, he's not the sharpest tool in the box, you know? And yeah, but he's got to be coached
1: him, to do that, too. I, I right, think that's a
9: coaching thing. To do yeah. and he, he might have to do what Brian Kelly did. He might have to say, look at me. And watch my hand. And when I put my hand down, then you can go ahead and snap it, you know, or go into your cadence. Either one.
1: But, no, I'm with you. you yes. Know, he
9: needs to be told those things. And they didn't do it. And, you know, you got a 21 point lead with 12 minutes left in the game, and you're at home. And you lose.
1: That's not, not good. good. No, that's not good. that's not good. I'm with you. That's not good. That's not good. I agree.
9: So. People need to start listening a little bit more to you when you start talking about game management or clock management because every weekend I'm going to call you with one NFL game a week where clock management or game management causes that team to lose a game so that people might start understanding how important it is and it's it's not just about X's and O's. Yes, absolutely. So, all right. Kevin. Appreciate okay. it. Okay. Thank you, you got sir. 15 games left. So yes, sir. Yes. Under, I don't know if I have under it, under it
1: in me. I got to tell you, I don't know if I have it in me. But thank you. I, I appreciate know. I'm it. I am the same way. Yeah. I'm the
9: same way. But we'll we'll manage. We'll see. Okay. All right,
1: buddy. You Thanks. have a good one. No, that that again. I didn't see the game. You know, when I I see, you know, you I'm looking at the bottom of the screen. I see scores, but I don't know how it happens. I mean, I'm focused on the Saints, and so, um, I uh, no, that's I, game management is is a huge part of it and it, it it it's amazing how many coaches don't get game management and again my whole my whole philosophy or theory doesn't mean I'm right it's just a theory i, I don't know cuz it mystifies me <clears throat> just like that gentleman who just called the ravens fan i mean it mystifies him i, I don't know but i think it's because film they don't watch film like they did in the old days when it was real elementary and they were watching on reels. Everything is broken down for them. And so offensive guys just kind of watch offensive stuff and, and you watch, you know, they're watching. It's all broken down on third down and all the second down play. They don't really watch the game. Everything's just broken down in these segments that applies to them. And that's why a head coach, I think that's one of the dangers of a head coach being a coordinator if if you never really watch the game from a head coach's perspective and you're either watching it as a defensive coordinator or as an offensive coordinator or as a, a linebacker coach or something like that it's just scary um it is I don't think you get it and no it, game management is a it's it's a lost art in many ways, and it decides football games. So to his point, I, 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 I certainly get it. Um, definitely get it. That had to be a frustrating loss. But there's no question that Miami has two playmaking wide receivers, and they are very, very fast. I mean, there's no arguing that. And I think they've played pretty good defense for a while. They just haven't had an offense to – to go with it, and now they kind of do. And so we'll see how it plays out. But, um, no, that's uh, that had to be a – the Saints had a hard one to swallow because, again, I don't know if the Saints would have won. I would just like for the players to decide the game and not the officials. I'm not saying absolutely the Saints would have won. We don't know. It was even. The game was tied. It was a virtual stalemate, and then the officials just totally took over. So I don't know if the Asher, if the Asher, if the Saints would have won, I would have liked to known. I would have liked to been able for the players to decide the game, and not the officials just totally take over. And and really, if you didn't think if you don't think the yucks got away with holding, then you just don't want to know. I mean, you just as ostrich in the sand. Which again, it's a free country. If you want to stick your head in the sand and be an ostrich, that's, I do that sometimes too. I, so I get it, but that's what it is. I mean, it was that was bad. It was really bad. All right, let's uh, take a timeout. We'll come back with more on the other side on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros.
0: Kevin Foot. An award winning journalist, popular sports talk show host, and a man who apparently moonlights as a
1: doctor. A medicine season of a different strand in 12, obviously, because the criminal commissioner decided to inflict them with, with the, the host's bounty game silliness.
0: His descriptions of illnesses are extremely concise.
1: Not a normal strand of a medicine season. It was a different strand. This out of the blue from Timbuktu and all of this Bounty Gate cylinder. Dr. Foote is ready to write a prescription
0: for what ails your favorite team. Here with more footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station.
1: probably what i need right now go out in the middle of nowhere lay down chill out listening to ricky don't lose that number marshall tucker it's not going to happen so that's a dream world before we get back to the game hotline I want to tell you about an exciting opportunity if you are a rodeo fan the angola prison rodeo is back and you can win a family Four-pack of tickets to the show for Sunday, October the 2nd. Simply text Rodeo, R-O-D-E-O, to 283-8100. To text Rodeo to 337-283-8100, you might win tickets. Four-pack, a family four-pack of tickets to the Angola Prison Rodeo, Sunday, October the 2nd. All right, let's go back to... The Game Hotline. Hello. Hey, Kevin. Howdy, sir.
10: Listen, man, they need to trade Jameis Winston. They need to – I don't know if he has a no-trade clause or not. I don't I don't think he's hurt. I think he's scared, man. The dude's playing scared, and he's just not that good. They need to play Andy Dalton, get whatever value they can get out of him.
1: Well, Jameis and, isn't going to have any value take- on the open market, and Andy Dalton is a horrible quarterback.
10: So is Jameis Winston.
1: Well, okay, well, we'll find out in time. I mean, but there's you, no future you don't with think, Andy you don't Dalton.
10: Think that that guy plays scared at the line of scrimmage.
1: No. Hello. I guess he hung up again. I don't mind disagreeing with him. I, uh, I don't think it's scared. I, I, I don't think I don't think they're on the same page, and and it's not good. I mean, again, I'm not an Andy dong guy. So I understand that there are a lot of people out there that think Jameis is just a horrible quarterback, and it's a free country. You can believe that. I don't agree. I think some of it has to do with expectations. Maybe I think, you know, again, I wouldn't get angry about it, I just, we're just not going to agree on that. Now, uh, if we get to week 14, not even week four, if we get to week 9, 10, 11, 12, and the offense isn't any better than it is now, I'm going to say, well, okay. I mean, there's no future. Andy Dalton's terrible. We saw that. So I don't don't really, there's no future to me in Andy Dalton. What are you going to do with Andy Dalton? He's old already. I mean, there's no future in him. So I don't – I'm not going to say – I'm not going to say I want the Andy Dalton route. I mean, and when you say trade Jameis, I I mean, Jameis is not going to have any – the Saints got what? A pretty highly respected safety or cornerback or whatever you want to call him. Uh, what did they get, a fifth round and a sixth round pick? That Jameis is not going to have any value on the open market. I mean, that, that. – now, if they play this whole season and he's hurt and, and or he plays terrible the whole game, the whole season, and they decide, well, this guy's not the answer and they want to move forward, I mean, you know, it's going to be hard to argue with it at that point but after two preseason games and the fact that the offense is is not clicking against you know two division teams and division games that shouldn't be played i'm just not i'm not even ready to go there yet i i just i just can't go there yet and no i do not like or support putting andy Dalton in not at all now again Has he played well? No. Do they have to get a lot better on offense? Yes. It's two preseason games. And I don't think all of that stuff um, would be said if the officials didn't cheat and Superman didn't fumble the stupid football. Now, that doesn't mean Jameis would have played any better, but they were managing the game and 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 again going back to the expectation before we go back to the to the to the phone line i think if you're expecting Jameis winston to be drew Brees 10 11 12 13 14 15 that's not ever that's not going to happen i don't i have zero expectations that, Jer, that Jameis winston is going to carry the saints that it's just going to be all on his shoulders and he's going to carry I'm not a QW. I don't think the sport of football is about quarterbacks playing horse. If it really is, if you're right about that, then they might as well get rid of him because Jameis ain't going to win a game of horse against other elite quarterbacks. But I don't think that's how the game's won. I don't believe that. So I don't expect him to carry the team on his shoulders. I just expect him to be a member of the football team. But he's got to make good decisions. He's got to run when there's a chance to get a first down. If he can't run, that's an issue. All right, let's go to the game hotline. Hello.
10: Hey, Foot, I didn't get to hear the first part of this show, but I'll listen to it. As soon as it's on the app. I want to know when the NFL is actually going to do something about Mike Evans trying to cheap shot Lattimore every chance he gets because he can't make a catch against him. Like, Does he have to give him whiplash to the point where he's injured before they finally like, oh, this guy's got a personal vendetta against this guy because it's all on film three, four, five times now. Evans don't catch against Lattimore, so he cheap shots him as soon as he gets
9: a chance.
1: I agree. But, again, all they have to say is, oh, maybe we should do that, and and Tom Brady says, no, don't do that because it'll hurt me, and they say, okay, Mr. Brady.
10: I don't even understand how Lattimore gets thrown out the game yesterday. He didn't do anything.
1: Yes, I agree. Yeah, he gets totally cheap-shotted. Yes, you're absolutely correct. It It was complete miscarriage of justice. Yes.
10: Words between Brady and Lattimore. Just words. They're talking. It's football. All of a sudden, Fournette just punches him in the face. Lattimore retaliates, and then Evans blows him up from behind like he always does. A coward.
1: Yes. Yes. You're absolutely correct. You're totally correct.
10: Probably be an eighteen thousand dollar fine and move on.
1: You know, and and, and, and and you know what? All the little NFL officials and all the officials, y'all, we know the rule book way more than y'all do. We're correct. They're gonna sleep good. They com- it was a complete farce, and they don't care.
10: And they just don't care. I went to I went to Tampa Bay's Facebook page today. Every one of their fans. Oh, that thirteen's a great guy. He stuck up for Brady. What a teammate! What a cheap shot. Is what it really is. Yeah, he's
1: a cheap shot artist and he's been doing it for years. Yes.
10: You're correct. I'm glad Vladimore's his daddy during the game because he can't do nothing other than that.
1: Thank you. Uh, you're correct. Thank you for the call, sir. All right. We we'll go back to the game hotline. Hello.
11: Hello, folks. Uh, hey, this is Wilbur Harris, man. And I'm listening to uh, what you're saying about the game. See, you can watch the game and not understand what you see, and then you can see it and not understand it either. What the safe problem is, like you just said a while ago, Jameis Wilson is no Drew Brees. He's no game character. He's not going to throw for four, 500 yards, four, five touchdowns. That's not his game. He needs a strong running game, but even more so, he needs the play calling to be better. When well, you can't get your play, your, your receivers open, you got to stack them just like Tampa Bay did, run them, and it might be illegal, but that's what you got to do to get them open because they were focusing too much on going deep instead of just danking and dumping and running the ball. But I want to ask you one thing, man. The offensive line in the last two games, I'm thinking it's 11 set, but it could be 10. What quarterback can survive with that even if you're injured? And the coach should not be playing these. What do you think about that?
1: Well, they they got to do a better – I thought they did a better job of picking up most of the blitzes early. It seemed like it was more like in the third quarter where the blitz really started getting to them. But and some of that might be to the critics of Jameis, and I don't know. Again, it's horrible when we're watching TV to know who's open and where he when he should have checked down and all that. But it's possible they realize by the third quarter, well, Jameis is not doing the check down thing like he did in the first quarter. He's trying. they're trying to get the ball down the field, and so that's gonna take longer, and so they were more effective with the blitz. That's possible yeah. that, that that's what happened. But uh, that's that's something they got to figure out. Yeah, and there's no question they got to figure that out. I don't I don't think. I thought the play calling was deplorable in the first game, yeah, yeah, and and and, and point I point thought point. it was better in the first quarter and a half. What they were trying to do that first drive was exactly what it should have been, and after that, eh, it wasn't so much.
11: Yeah, well, well who back backups on the offensive line? Cause what we got with Marie, I mean, they were just coming through on him. And Andres T, I mean, he's a good run blocker. But he's against
1: the pen. Yes, that's true. I was just very impressed. And again, it has to do with expectations. I guess uh, I, I I didn't have any expectations they would be able to run the ball right at Tampa, and they did for portions of that game. And again, if if Superman doesn't fumble, I really think we're going to be we we would this yeah. morning be yeah. raving well, about be, how they were able be to be run the, the football. Game. I couldn't believe how much they ran the football right at him. Right at him. The yeah. To against, right uh, at him. Yes. I appreciate so, the call, thank sir. Thank you. No, I, I, that. I mean, again, my biggest takeaway from the game is wow, they were they were able to run the ball. Now it's a preseason game, like I've been saying, and so maybe there's some preseason elements to the YUGS defense that I'm not accounting for, but. um that's something that I, you know, it's. I thought that was a very positive sign. We didn't see a whole lot of that in Week One, and again, they're both preseason games. I understand that, but um, I, I was, I was, I was encouraged by what happened on the line of scrimmage in that game, and the blitzes. I guess you can say the when the blitzes, they didn't pick up in the third quarter and the fourth quarter and the second half mostly is a line of scrimmage issue. But I don't know. I don't totally put that as a line of scrimmage issue. I think play calling and all of that kind of plays into that, to, to the last caller's point. All right. We'll take a timeout, come back, finish out today's Monday edition, fed up, no justice edition of Footnotes on the Game. welcome back to Footnotes, Kevin Foot on the the game and want to remind you and echo that last if join the clubhouse. You, it's a good idea. You could win a $50 gift certificate to Half Shell Oyster House, a $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lester's, or a $25 gift certificate to Mabel's Kitchen, as well as all kind of other great prizes. So go to join the game clubhouse today at 1037 game.com or 1041thegame.com. com. want to remind you, Astros open up a series against the Rays. In Tampa tonight, five forty first pitch, you can hear it, News Talk 98.5 FM. And the Monday night, there's two Monday night games. I don't understand why they're doing that this week, and I don't understand why one is not following the other. I, whatever, I, I don't get it, but I don't make those decisions. I'm sure they have a good reason for it. But the second one of those, and I think the better one of the two going in, Vikings versus Eagles, pregame seven, kickoff set, for seven thirty, and you can hear that right here on the game 103.7, Lafayette 1041, Lake Charles. Speaking of baseball, and I know it's it's football season, and we've talked all football, and I get it. Um, the I, I I most of us thought the Braves would have caught the Mets by now. Here we are. What is the date today? I don't even know. The twentieth, maybe the nineteenth. 19th? The nineteenth. 19th? Uh, getting to into late, starting to sniff late September, and I don't. I'm surprised, but the Mets are still have a lead. That's going to be the most interesting race here on out, I think. The Mets have 14 games left. Nine of them are on the road, and three of those nine are at Atlanta in a couple weeks. The Braves have 16 games left, so they have two more to play, and 10 of those are on the road, So, and in, in, in three of the home games are at home against the Mets. So going to be very, very interesting to see how that plays out moving forward. By the way, I... I we, I need to um, just mention because you don't see this very often. Yesterday, the Astros won. What was it, eleven to two? I think. In addition to Framber setting a, a, a major league record for in-season streak of quality starts in a row. By the way, uh, you know me; I'm not a big individual guy. Think about that, Bob Gibson in 1968 didn't have 25 consecutive quality starts like Framber just did. Now, Framber didn't pitch as effectively as Bob Gibson, but even Bob Gibson in 68 with his 1-1-2 didn't do. That That's kind of surprising. But yesterday, Candy was 4 for 4 with a jack and four ribs. You ain't going to see that probably never again. All right, I appreciate all the phone calls. If you didn't get in today, tomorrow's the second Monday. Try back again. Y'all try to have a better day than me.